Hey, this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the Poke Tower Podcast. Hello, welcome to episode 123 of the Poke Tower Podcast. Hopefully, you guys are having a good Tuesday evening. If you're tuning in on YouTube, you're watching this uh, as soon as the podcast released. If not, you're old school. You're probably listening Wednesday morning. Hopefully, you're having a good morning. Wake up. All right. We got a handful of new things to talk about today. Um, what was there? There was. There's a lot of interesting topics um, to talk about today, too. Like stuff that, you know, I think I've said this before. But stuff that we couldn't predict in 2020 has now happened, and we have that information at our disposal, so we're able to make better decisions on what we want to collect and what's going to be collectible and what's here today, gone tomorrow type of stuff. Uh, so that was the kind of the, the theme of today's uh, podcast. I like looking back in time. Um, it's one of the best ways for us to really understand what's going on and also learn from the mistakes we make. So, uh, yeah, a lot, lot of stuff. Hopefully you find it useful. And here we go. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Thepokeytower.com. Get your packs for the February box break. It's going down March 3rd. I know it's, I know I said March, but, uh, February is a short month. I wanted to give everyone, you know, a good amount of time to order their packs. So the end of February break is actually on Friday, March 3rd. We are featuring Panini Donruss Football 2022. It's a hobby box, so you're going to get quality cards. You're not getting retail stuff. You, you, you got a chance to actually pull something big. Um, we're also giving away three slabs. So there's going to be three winners who are going to be getting slabs. Um, I believe there's a Red Eyes Black Dragon in there. There's a gold octillery, and there is a Batman ninja card in there. Yeah, so uh, get in on that. One pack gets you in. I don't see why you wouldn't play. Um, <clears throat> then turn around and sell the slab, right? Get your money back. That's what I would do. <laughs> People don't have it. I'm just telling you the truth, right? I'm giving away free stuff. Why wouldn't you take the free stuff? All right, um, here we go. Episode 123. Thanks for tuning in. Let's do this. We got the Battle Royale. Here we go. All right. TCG Battle Royale is our segment where we compare the four latest booster releases of Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh! Dragon Ball Digimon. We rank them. Uh, it doesn't always have to be the one with the most expensive cards. However, usually number one is going to prioritize those types of things. The value you can get, uh, the price of the box, price of the case, it's futurity, right? Like I think it's a good buy now because I don't think it's going to get cheaper. So stuff like that is how we rank what goes into the battle royale. Here we go. Number one this week, I'm sticking with fighters ambition. We got case prices up to $1,100 now. Box prices are up $99.94. Remember, this is, this is just a set with secret rares in it. There isn't god rares. There's no secret alternate arts. It's just secret rares. One, you got the Gohan Beast. Two, you have the Evil Saiyan, which is supposed to be meta in future sets. Three, you have the SGRs, which we're going to be talking about later on tonight. Those are, what that is, is it's a mini insert of Gohan cards throughout the time he's grown up and the enemies he's faced. It's on each card. Those have gone up over time. So this is turning out to be a great set. Um, and, you know, 10, 12 weeks old and it keeps rising in value. That's good. Now we're, st we're still short term, right? Like long term is considered at least a year. Um, so things can always change, but when, you know, in the TCG world, usually after about three or four weeks, something's dead, right? It's just done. 
Uh, so for this to linger around for 10 to 12 weeks and hold its ground against newer sets that have been added to the Battle Royale, I think it's great. Um, the Gohan is still floating around at 300 bucks. The Evil Saiyans at about 190 sells at about 90 something. So uh, very strong secret rares. That that Gohan beast is is where it's at. All right, number two. I'm going Crown Zenith. Crown Zenith, Kate Pride, Kate. Wow. Someone's gonna make fun of me about that one. Case price. <laughs> Case price. Gosh, dang it. Case prices are at six ninety eight ninety. Damn it. <laughs> 69895 is the case price. So it's gone up a little bit from last week. Not not much. Um box price 6541, just down a few cents, not much. And then the top 4 cards in the set are down 38117 and still 22 cards in the set that are $15 or more. Um we're also going to be talking about this later on tonight. A little bit of analysis on the Giratina, um but Great cards. I just think the set's going to get open too much, and I don't think the demand will remain for these great cards to survive long-term. I guess that's the best way that I could put it. <clears throat> great cards. Had If these cards were around 2016, 2017, and it didn't get the massive print run that we're getting today, these would be amazing cards to have um you look at you look at hidden fates right we thought hidden fates was safe nope they just kept printing it kept printing it and i can see it happening with crown zenith i'm not sure that that's going to happen i'm not positive i think this has great cards in the set i liked i like the galarian gallery a lot um i'm just not sold on it i'm not seeing the rarity and i'm not seeing the desire long term what i'm seeing is people being mesmerized by a new Pokemon set. And that's something that you see every time a new set comes out. So give me something more, and maybe I rank it a little bit higher. Number three this week. Can't believe I said Kate. Oh, God. Oof. Okay, we got a new one. Digimon Dimensional Phase. This is its debut, and it debuted at number three. I'm not happy about it either, but hear me out. Case prices, $884.96. Box price is $81.80. That's pretty darn good for uh, Digimon. Top four cards in the set, $805.96. 15 cards in the set that break the $15 price point. My first gripe. My first gripe. The gold rares. I think they picked the wrong characters to debut this amazing rarity. All Force Vigramon is my pick out of all three of these. Machine Dramon. Versus Mastamon. I think All Force Vigramon would be the most collectible and also has the biggest fan base. Now you might have some waifu guys get the Mastamon. I don't I think that's short-lived. I don't think that stands the test of time. I don't think we're gonna be talking about Mastamon in two years. You know what I mean? And if we do, it's because it's a gold rare, not because of the character that's on the card. So bad selection here. You know, it probably has some benefit to players, but to collectors, I'm not seeing the the oohs and ahs of it. Uh, these are floating around, I think, under 200 bucks a pop now. Remember, they were trying to debut at 300 pre-release type stuff. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like when you come out with a new rarity, you got to give us your best characters. That's that's a ding on them. Uh, then I looked through the rest of the set, and you know, you got your Black War Greymon, you got your uh, um, what's it called, uh, Lady Devimon. Um, you know, they have like some waifu stuff. But it's not, it's not anything that a, a Digimon Season 1, Season 2, Season 3, right? Um, someone who used to watch the show is going to have any connection to. You're just going to like the artwork is what, what it's going to come down to. You're going to like the artwork. Um, and I'm not sure about the character selection there. Now, I know you can't do, you can't do, you know, War Greymon, Metal Grumon, Omnimon, every set. I, I get that. But you got to give us something. Um, and the inserts in here were the campaign rares. That's the subset in here. I thought they picked weak characters there. I mean, the Seraphimon was pretty cool. But other than that, I didn't see a lot. So, like, I have full appreciation for the artwork. I don't like the character selection. Now, I know a lot of that has to go into, well, 
how are people playing the game? We want to give them those characters. But I think when you make a special rarity like gold rare, that screams collector. So service the collector on that end and then load the set with other things. But when you make special inserts and subsets, they got to be desirable. And first impressions, we'll see. You know, um, I think that these are going to be expensive just because they're gold rares. People are going to leverage that. But I don't see the demand being there long term. Um, I think they'll make more gold rares. And I think there will be a character that will pop that will transcend these ones that we have here, even though these are the first ones. So um, an early pick for me is Old Force Vigermon. Then I'd go Machine Dramon. Then I'd go Mastamon. I probably wouldn't even go Mastamon at all. No history there for me. No story, no glory. Artwork's debatable, right? We're just, we're just looking at rarity. Um, I wish I could have seen more out of this. The rarity's there. The rarity's there. But I, I don't think it, it checks enough boxes for me in the Poke Tower Commandments that tells me, hey, this is a highly collectible set. <clears throat> so we're just going to kind of watch from afar, let things progress, and we'll see how it goes. Number four. Brand new set from Yu-Gi-Oh! Just debuted it last week on the Battle Royale. That's Photon Hypernova. Case price is $5.99. Box price is $79.98. So just up just a tad from last week. Um, and then top four cards in the set are down to $8.53.99. All Starlight Rares. Mm, nothing really memorable me for me here. You won't see me open it unless I have a box of it. Like, you know, if I can get come across a box rip through it. That's cool. But I'm, I'm not going out of my way to get this stuff. Right. So solid starlight rare set. I would say that, but, uh, nothing here that's really servicing the collector. So now look at the battle Royale, a lot of meta, a lot of stuff that may serve the collectors, but think from a, or I'm sorry, a lot of stuff that served the players. Now think from a collector standpoint, do you see why I have dragon ball and I have Pokemon at one and two. You have characters that are way more memorable than what Digimon's offering. That's a big thing. Um, you have rarities that are actually warranting the price, right? There's demand. People are buying the Gohan at 300. People are buying that Giratina at 150. I don't know how many people are going to buy All Force Vigimon at 150. They might just wait. So you have Mewtwo alternate art, right? That's He's much... He's going to command those prices. Um, Digimon Gold Rares, the only reason someone's paying that is because they want to be the first person to have one and show off to everyone on Instagram. Uh, you know, and then you have your ultra fans. That's about it. Like, but, you know, collectors are just probably just going to sit on the side and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a bad look for this set in about six weeks, I bet. All right, so there you go. There's your top four this week. Dragon Ball Fighters Ambition takes number one again. Solid secret rare. I just don't see anything beating out that Gohan. It should have died off by now. It hasn't. Crown Zenith, number two. Dimensional phase for Digimon at debuting at number three. I don't see any reasons how it could pass Dragon Ball or, or Pokemon right now. Uh, especially with that character selection. That's really hurting them. Uh, and then Yu-Gi-Oh! Photon Hypernova. It's a better set. I'll give it that. Let's go back on that. Dimensional phase is a better set than what they put out, I would say, over Draconic Roar. Mm, maybe the, what was it? What was the one before that? Um, not X record. Uh, I forgot the other one. Um, <clears throat> it's somewhere around there, right? Maybe just above that. I don't view it as a 1.5. I don't view it as a 1.0. I think there are inserts in those sets that are just bangers. Um, I don't view it as a classic collection. So there you go. That's my, that's my two cents. We'll see how things go over time though. Right. Let's get into some Pokemon this week. Here we go. Who's that Pokemon? Taking a look at Crown Zenith's best. Well, who's the best of Crown Zenith? It's, it's, it's Giratina right now. Uh, Giratina V-Star Secret Rare. You got a, you got a market price of $154.99 at tcgplayer.com. Um, and I just did some quick math. Let's do some quick math. Let's go back to the old days of the podcast where we just like broke it down. If you buy this raw, if you do the grading, what's going to happen? Well, check this out. I got the spreadsheet down here at the bottom. The 
sale on top is the P if you were to get a PSA 9. Uh, and then the sale on bottom would be if you were to get a PSA 10. Big difference in price there. You got 186 for the PSA 9. That's average price. I went on eBay and I averaged like three to five sales for both of these. Uh, and then PSA 10 is at 424. Here's the good news. The good news is, is that this card is generally under $500 uh, on eBay. So that means you qualify for the lower price ranges at PSA. So you can actually pay 40 for the value express value plus, whatever they call it, 40. It's like 10 day turnaround, 40 bucks. Max, max value is like 499 or you could just go value at 25 or you could do the bulk value at $19. But anyways, those all fall, it all falls under 499. The only thing you can't do is the $15 sub. The $15 sub is 199 and below. So unless you knew you had a nine, you wouldn't be able to get away with it. However, you're gunning for tens. That's what this hypothetical equation is right here. We're gunning for tens. The reason we have the nine there is so that we can kind of get an idea. Okay, do I want to do this? Do I want to take this risk? That's why we, we chart the PSA nine to say, hey, is this worth the risk? Am I willing to take this loss here? So you buy the card for $154.99. You add some tax and you add a $40 grading fee. You come out to $205.83. Shipping the card to your customer is five bucks. Uh, you made the sale of $186. The fees on eBay are going to be 13% plus 30 cents. If you own a store like I do, you get a 12% rate. Um, so $24.54 would be the, the normal price for most people for the fee. Uh, and your return is going to be a negative $48. You lose 50 bucks. Big picture, that's dropping the bucket. Transactionally, you're like, ooh, that sucks. You know what I mean? I, I just lost, you know, uh, almost 30%. Of what I paid for this card. Think about that. The PSA 10. $424 sale. Let's say you make that. Your cost of goods are going to be the same. Because you paid the same price here. Right? We were gunning for a 10. We're hoping we get a 10. Uh, 205.83 is your cost of goods. That covers the grading fee of 40 bucks, Which is declared value of $499. Uh, it covers the card. $154.99 plus tax. Okay? Shipping. 5 bucks. Your fees. 13% plus 30 cents. 5548 bigger chunk there. However, your return comes out to $158.18. So you basically uh make 100% of uh oh, not not just under 100% actually because your cost is 205. Uh but the raw card, the raw card is 155 and you make 158 profit. That's pretty darn good. Um <clears throat> is this a risk you want to take? I don't know. I have no idea. And this is why sometimes I always, you know, I like to tell you guys, hey, sometimes the better move is just to buy the PSA 10. If you really think the card is going to be rare down the road, the better move is just to get the PSA 10. You pay the $400 now because you know, you know that it's going to 600 next year. Much easier, much less risk involved, but you have to know and you really have to believe in the card. And you also have to find a customer who's willing to pay that new price. This is the dilemma that we face with Pokemon, though, is that the populations only get larger. There's no cap to these things. Uh, and that's a scary thing to do when you talk about investing. You're banking on the fact that these are hard to grade. You're banking on the fact that Pokemon's not going to print it over and over and over. You're banking on the fact that less people will actually pull this card and be able to grade a 10. Lots of things working in your against you. Um, it's not in your favor. But if you're running a bigger budget, a $50 loss is a drop in the bucket to you. So maybe you go buy three to five copies of this, you send them all, and hopefully, you know, you get, you can turn, and I'm not turn, but hopefully you can um, grade 50% to 60% of those cards in a 10 or, you know, in a 10. And then maybe the other 30, 40% go nine, you lose a hundred bucks and you gain, you know, 450 or something like that, whatever that crazy number is. Um, but this is the best that Crown Zenith has to offer offer. So now imagine, imagine any other card in this set, right? 
this is the type of stuff that you would need to do. And then sometimes you can find those outliers. You can say, hey, well, you can, I'm just giving you an example. You know, uh, you can buy this Mewtwo for 15 bucks, but in a nine, it sells for 60. In a 10, it sells for 120. So even if I get a nine, I still win. And those are the types of cards that I'm looking for when I'm looking for cards specifically to sell. It's very minimal risk, right? You buy it for 15, you grade it for 15, you're 30, 40 dollars in. You can if you grade a nine, you're selling it for 60. You're still up. It's minimal profits, but you're still up. The big win is the 10. So now the hard work isn't in doing the math. The hard work is actually evaluating cards and 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 knowing what you're looking at. And that's part of my process. And that's, you know, this is why I'm not buying anything from Crown Zenith right now. I, I think the prices are going to continue to come down. Um, I think you can see this Giratina for 200 bucks in a PSA 10 pretty soon. And I think that would be a better time to buy it. Um, if you can get it for under 200, it'd be even better. And then you just, you're, you're basically betting that Pokemon won't reprint it. And, and it very well probably won't, you know, this is actually a decent set to kind of speculate that on because you have Scarlet and Violet EX coming out. New era starting, you know, in March, April. Um, they may, they may not allocate as much attention to this as they have other sets. They may say, "Hey, we're just moving on. We just wanted to get it out." Do I know that for sure? No, I don't. Um, but I can tell you, this exact equation is why I'm not buying anything right now. If I do, if I do, I'm gunning for tens and I'm buying more than one copy so that I can kind of cover my losses here, like. Let's say you buy two copies. One gets a 10, one gets a 9. You're up 160 bucks. You minus $50. You're still profiting $110. That's kind of how that works. Um, but this is the best that Crown Zenith has to offer. Um, it's, I think it only gets harder with, with less rare, with less desired cards in this set. Um, so pick your spots, do your research, and uh, hopefully, hopefully you get those 10s. Okay, that was it for Pokemon this week. We're getting into some Yu-Gi-Oh! Collector Rares. Let's do this. So, we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. Um, being able to look back in the past and figure out what is going on. Well, back in the day, 2020 and 2021, we made a claim that Collector Rares were, were great cards to get because they're literally named after you. Collectors. They're collector rares. Um, well, I wanted to do a, a little deep dive and see what we could find. And come to find out, the Black Luster Soldier Envoy of the Beginning Collector Rare is still the top dog for collector rares. He's still the guy. And then an interesting thing that I found with this was all of the highest selling collector rares are from Toon Chaos. I'm like, whoa. The other ones don't even hold a candle to the prices that these ones are doing. You got Black Luster Soldier PSA 10, 900 bucks. Sold. Stardust Dragon, Collector Rare, PSA 10, 505 bucks. Chaos Emperor Dragon, $500, PSA 10. Toon Black Luster Soldier, $450, PSA 10. Those are some amazing prices. Amazing prices. And remember, guys... People were selling these raw cards for like 40 to 60 bucks when we were talking about them. 40 to 60 bucks. Imagine if you bought a couple of each. You'd be sitting pretty right now. And you probably still can. You know, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what the spotlight is on collector rares. But I thought it was interesting because we also talk about, you know, when someone makes a new rarity, uh, usually that first set is the one that pops. And this couldn't have been more true. I mean, you look at you look at Toon Chaos and <laughs> all of its collector rares are the happen to be the highest selling collector rares of all the collector rares. And how many sets have we had now that have collector rares? I mean, you have Toon Chaos, you have Genesis Impact, you have Ancient Guardians. 
You have Tactical Masters. You have that one set we just covered a few weeks ago. Amazing Defenders. Um, shoot, there's there's more. I just got to figure it out. Uh, <clears throat> but you get my point. There's a lot of collector rares. Oh, you, King's Court, right? Like, King's Court. That was a great set. Um, but who's who's thriving? It's the oldest set, right? Toon Chaos is almost three years old now. It might be three years old. Um, but just taking a look back, you know, this is kind of it kind of stands true to what we said, and this is one of the things we got right. Um man, they're great looking cards too, you know. And in my opinion, I think that besides King's Court, I would say Toon Chaos has put out the best collector rares, anyways, right? Like Easily, easily. Black Luster, Stardust, Chaos Emperor, Toon Black Luster. Those are just knockout cards, you know what I mean? And that's probably why they're doing much better than the other collector rares that have been put out. Um, but is this a sign to buy all the other collector rares? I don't know. What I can tell you is, is that these are all legacy cards. So b besides the Toon Black Luster Soldier, the other three have been printed before. Chaos Emperor, Stardust, Black Luster. So what do they have in common? Their original forms of these cards, the original cards, original prints are all highly desired. So now you got to go back and you got to look at other collector rares that are reprints of legacy cards like this. And I bet you those are the ones that are doing the best. Um, collector rares. Hopefully you guys are, you know, taking a look at them and respecting them. And I think this is a testament here. Like, pay attention to what Yu-Gi-Oh is putting out. Every once in a while, they're going to put a set out like this, and it's going to be a knockout. As of late, there hasn't been much opportunity. Um, but when you see a collector rare that has these types of monsters in it, ones people really like, they were, they're meta, they're highly collectible and desirable. They got everything. Um, but I just also thought it was interesting that Toon Chaos, being the oldest set, happens to have all the best collector rares in terms of value. Real quick recap on that. Uh, just revisiting it again. And um, I'm, I'm happy to see that. I'm happy to see that. Um, I definitely need to get my Black Luster Soldier back from my brother. Be nice to have it here at the tower. Okay. That's it for collector rares on Yu-Gi-Oh! We're going to be talking about some Digi Sleepers. Yep, here we go. Before I show you my Digi Sleepers, oh, there's one. Um, there's something, you know, that I think people often forget. This is why we made the Poke Tower Commandments, right? Character, artwork, rarity, the set that it's in, no story, no glory. If you can check those five boxes, it's likely you have a good collectible. Ask yourself, what is it? Why? What makes trading cards collectible? People like stuff that's unique. People like stuff that is expensive. People like stuff that is popular because they get to associate themselves with that. People like things that create, I guess you could say, like a set, right? There, there's something... There's something about completing something that makes you feel like, wow, this looks really good. When you look at the whole picture, this is a work of art. Collecting, right? Do a puzzle. When you look at puzzle pieces, got to get all the pieces to make it look right. If you don't have all the pieces, it's not as cool. And I think my Digi Sleepers are going to be cards that people wished they didn't sell for two to three bucks and kept. Here we go. The Digi Sleepers. This is my modern Digimon Sleepers. These are some of the cheapest alternate arts. Not, okay, hold on. Let's take a step back. Not specifically these cards. We're talking about the inserts themselves. You can kind of see that they're the same style of cards here, right? Um, Digimon 1.0, 1.5 featured a lot of the gigabyte or motherboard or data chip cards you see here on the left hand side and then digimon classic collection featured throwbacks to the original digimon digibattle 
Hypercoliseum style on the right hand side. These cards, you can find them for a dollar. You can find them for two dollars. Some of them are 20 bucks. Some are 30 bucks. Like, you know, War Greymon, you're going to find it for like 30 bucks. But when you look at some of the highest priced alternate arts in Digimon, it's none of these cards. None of them. It's, it's some alternate waifu. It's, um, you know, you, you, you could go, it's the Ghost Omnimon. It's going to be the Gold Rares here pretty soon. Stuff that's really expensive, but those, because they're higher rarities. They are higher rarities. These are just alternate arts. You're going to get one per box. You might get two. You might get three to four per case. So they're, they're still hard to get. Um, and if you look at Bandai's history, there's one other set of cards that really remind me of these. Take a look at Dragon Ball Tournament of Power. Dragon Ball Super Tournament of Power. Those signature cards were a one-time thing. They, they threw them in Assault of the Saiyans too, but uh, just a few. But that 2018 year, Tournament of Power, they threw in alternate arts that had, you know, pre-made autographs on them. Now, these don't have any autographs. Um, they're not fetching the premium that Dragon Ball is getting on those cards. But look at them in their entirety. Do you see how there's a similarity there? If you ever get all the if you ever get all the signature cards and put them together, they all look the same. There, it's a subset within the set. The data, whatever you want to call them, gigabyte data, data chip looking cards, right? Motherboard cards, those alternates, they all look the same. They all have the same look to them. When you complete them and you put them all together, they paint a nice picture. Look at the characters. Metal Garumon, War Greymon, Gallimon, Diaboramon, Metal Siegemon, All Force Vigemon. These are all the favorite characters that everyone loves. You look at Classic Collection, same thing. Gabumon, Metal Greymon, War Greymon, Agumon, Greymon, Diaboramon, and there's even more. My point with this is, Unless you were deep into Dragon Ball Super in 2018, nobody knew about those signature cards. Nobody. And then they popped off when COVID came. Now those are $1,000 cards. That's just, that is the standard. Do I think that Digimon's going to do that with these cards? No, but this is what I do think. Classic Collection is about a year and a half old. 1.0 and 1.5 is almost three years old. Maybe just turned three years old. Um, these are alternate arts you're going to wish you would have kept. Because I think more and more of these are going to start popping up PSA 10s. I think the prices are going to keep going up. You can already see it with Classic. Classic Collection, when that first batch of PSA 10s came out, I remember we were tracking it on the podcast because we were doing bid wars. And those things could barely sell for $65, $70, $80 in a PSA 10. The alternate arts. Now, go on eBay. The PSA 10s are up over 100, 125, 135, 150, 180, 200. I think I think that these would be great cards to collect in their entirety. So, go after all of them. Don't just go after one character. Don't just go after War Greymon, you know, even though he may be the most popular. Get them all and get them all in the highest grades possible. And I think it's a low risk, a low risk collect, you know, investment. It's a low risk collection, right? Like, okay, let's say they never get anywhere. Who cares? They're still the nicest cards Digimon has made. Classic collection is a literal throwback to the original game. Everyone wants Digibattle to take off. You got to have some buy-in. You got to have some buy-in. You can't just... Say I want it to be expensive because I own some stock. You got to have some buy-in. And I think cards like this are the gateway to getting people into Digibattle. Oh, shoot. There's an original of this. Let me go check that out. Oh, shoot. Right? And then I think the cards on the left, the, the, the Gigabyte cards, they just look great. When you put them all together, they look great. 
And we haven't seen anything like it since. Same thing with classic, right? These are the kind of one-off things, and they make it makes them stand out. Kind of like the SGRs we're talking about, right? Those Gohan rares that were that are in Fighters Ambition. Same thing. You don't see that in every set. Every set has alternate arts. Every set, you know, sometimes like Digimon will do the campaign rares. Those kind of flopped, right? Sometimes they do the Digi Egg rares, like mm, whatever, alternate arts. It's an alternate art. But these are unique. When's the last time they've made a card that looks like these ones? I think there's something there. Uh, we won't know, you know, until a couple years down the road. Um, but I think these are some of the best cards Digimon has to offer that aren't super expensive. And they, they allude back to the original show. These are all original characters. And then the, the classic collection is literally a tribute to the old game. Now, these are digi sleepers because they're not that valuable. But I think, I think with time, I think these, these have great potential. And you're at the floor right now. Um, these are some of the best looking Digimon cards that I would, I would collect. I do collect. I have, I have them in my binder. Um, but these are also the most appealing to me. So like when we talk about Dimensional Phase. Dimensional Phase looks great. Don't get me wrong. I think the artwork looks spectacular. But there's nothing about it that draws me to it. But these cards that I'm showing you right now, I'm like, oh my gosh, those are sick. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Um, and I think it's both of these subsets right here were one of the few times that the new Digimon game captured something that is collectible rather than playable. And I think that's where I'm kind of getting with this is I think these are highly collectible because there's a set, there's a theme to them. They have themes, very recognizable themes. Some of the sharpest looking cards too that I think they've made to date. You can talk about the ghost rare. You can talk about the gold rares, but those are, we know that those are expensive. We know those are going to be rare because of how hard they are to pull. These are hard to pull, but you can get them. It's not impossible. Um, man, I'm excited. I'm excited for these. Um, you guys let me know what you think in the Discord. I, I am going to be going on a Digi-Alt shopping spree because these are so cheap and I don't think this is the last time we see these cards. All right, that's it for Digimon this week. Moving on to Dragon Ball. Here we go. It's been a while since we did Dragon Ball because look at the info on the on the right hand side here. We didn't even update it. I'm sorry about that. Jalen Hurts, the Super Bowl's over. My bad. Anyways, SGRs. This is a an insert of uh, Gohan cards within Fighters Ambition. You can see here we got a Sun Gohan facing the Android Terror. You got Cell in the background with the Super Saiyan 2 Gohan. Sold for $71 in a PSA 10. You got the PSA 10 Gohan, Latent Power Unleashed. That's when he met the Kais, the Supreme Kais. Sold for $79 in a PSA, 80 bucks in a PSA 10. You got a BGS 10. Sun Gohan Power Reclaim. This is a more modern look on Gohan and Piccolo. $59 in, in a BGS 10. The crazy thing about this, look at this. These cards are cheap. Check this out. Let's find some of these inserts here. Scroll through with you. Here we go. $30 for the Sun Gohan Power Reclaimed. Look at this one with Go, uh, Gohan and Raditz, 15 bucks. Gohan and Cell, $13. You think that guy won right here? Who got the 10? Yep, he won. Let's go to another page here. 
There's Gohan. Wait, oh, wait. Gohan and Cell again. There we go. 13 bucks. Let me see what the other ones are here. Where the heck are they? Look at that. They don't even want to show you them on TCG Player. They are so cheap. No one's even buying them. Look at that. Where are they? I just seen them all earlier. Now I can't find any. So this is making me look terrible. Oh my gosh. This SPR right here. So this is crazy. This is an SPR from Fighters Ambition of Gohan and Piccolo Heroic Team. Look at that one. That one took off. One as low as $45. Um, that one took off because that was nothing when the set released. <clears throat> I'm trying to go through. I can't find a damn thing. Oh, here we go. You got Son, Son Gohan Dependable Young Fighter. Look, this is five bucks. Five bucks for this card when he was on Planet Namek. Bet you whoever grades a 10 will win on that. And they're not going to be, these are not going to be home run knockout cards. Like you're not going to get 200 bucks for these cards if you grade it in a 10, but you're going to gain value. People were selling them for five bucks. And I just showed you right here. Look at that 70, 80, 60. Those, that's, those are the types of cards you want to send to PSA for 15 bucks. Those are the ones right there. Um, and Gohan is a highly collectible character, and I think these cards have more upside to them. I think they're going to end up like the IARs that Dragon Ball has done before. That was in uh, Universal Onslaught. I believe that's the, I, the IAR subset. I can't even find the other ones. That's how much people care about them. Oh my gosh. We just looked through them all. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Maybe I was doing something wrong. Let's see here. Maybe I should just do Fighter's Ambition, right? <clears throat> so. Those are the other ones we haven't even talked about yet. The, uh, the villain cards. Fighter's Ambition was, was loaded with stuff. And I just think, here we go. Uh, there's the Sun Gohan, Unlatent Power Unleashed. 17 bucks. $17 turned into $80. 17 plus tax. Let's just say you're at 20. Grade it for 15. You're at 35. After shipping, you're at 40. 40 bucks in, $80 sell. That's 100%. What are we talking about? I think these, uh, these SGRs are going to be you know, they, I don't know how high their ceiling is, but I think it's a little bit further than what we're looking at right now. Uh, and it's just something I wanted to bring up for those of you that maybe you opened. Maybe you've opened Fighter's Ambition. You didn't get the secret rare you wanted. You're like, damn, there's nothing in here. Well, hold on now. I think the SGRs are something worth looking at. Here's some small proof here. You know, people are collecting this stuff. People are collecting it. It's a small sample size, but keep your eye on it. That's what, it, that's what this segment was about. And uh, just real short and sweet. Fighter's Ambition just continues to uh, Im impress. I, I, I can tell you that. Okay. That was it for Dragon Ball. Moving on to some Marvel this week. Here we go. Now, this is a little different. I got a video for you. If you're, if you're listening in your car right now, just listen to the audio. That, that'll be more than enough for you. Uh, but Gateway Drugs. I watched this video. And it makes a lot of sense to me. But that doesn't mean it's right. doesn't mean anything like that. Um, but man, very true. And there's some things I want to talk about. So let's go ahead and take a listen here. This is uh, Jeff Wilson here. Let me see. Sports card investor, Jeff Wilson. Where is my... Uh... Hmm. Hold on one sec. Technical difficulty. Here we go. There it is. All right. This is Jeff Wilson, sports card investor, and then he's talking Get away uh, to... What about... He's talking to a very... Get away from... Oh, my gosh. What about... He's talking to a very high-end, world-famous collector who does sports. Okay? Here we go. Marvel, Star Wars, non-sports cards have been hot recently. Yeah. Are you buying into any of this? Is this is is the hype real? Is this going to continue? I'm worried on small markets like that. There's some manipulation that can go on mm -hmm. with some of the pricing. 
so that's the negative side of it. The positive side is I think it brings in some people that we never would have got into the hobby. So they, maybe they start with Spider-Man cards and then they realize, you know what, I am a baseball fan too, and then start buying baseball cards and other sports and stuff too. So I, I, it's, to me, it's a gateway drug. Almost anything in this business is a gateway drug. So, and my kids now, my, my boys are four and five and they just love superhero. So we've been starting to actually buy some of the stuff and I'm getting into it a little more. What about Marvel, so there you Star go. Wars? Oh, let me pause that. So there you go. Um, gateway drugs. He's basically saying like Marvel and TCG cards are gateways into sports. Now I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's true, but there's a lot that he did say that is true. The first part, TCG, TCGs, small market um, compared to sports cards, smaller. And what he said with, was in those smaller markets, you see more manipulation. Now, some of you might be saying, well, no, that's not true. I mean, there's people who cut cards and trim them and do all kinds of fraudulent stuff with million-dollar sports cards. You're right. But at the highest levels. At the highest levels, you see that going on. TCGs at the lowest levels can't even keep it clean. Excuse me. For example, we've seen it a lot with Digimon. Lots of market manipulation. Lots of lies and deception. Lots of fraudulent claims. And lots of misinformation just to make a quick buck, right? Like if you're going to scam, go scam something and make you more money. Um, and I'm sure it happens in other TCGs as well, right? Pokemon has its scumbags. I'm sure Magic the Gathering has its scumbags, you know, like I can, to I can totally see, you know, it is much, you can't even get out of the infancy stage with TCGs because of the manipulation that's going on. It'll never rise to be as big because you got to understand these guys with, with a lot of money. I'm talking guys who have a lot of money. These are the questions they ask. When they want to buy something from you and they say, hey, tell me about this. Why should I buy this? And the first thing you say is, well, you know, these are really hard to find. That doesn't speak to them. It doesn't even speak to me. Like. I see right through that stuff. You know what I mean? That's not what I want to hear when I'm buying something that I'm maybe investing money into. They're hard to find. You're not scaring me. You're not intimidating me. All you're doing is you're telling me that it's going to be very hard to find someone who's willing to buy this. That's what it tells me. There's no customers here. Small market. No one really wants these. So who cares if it's hard to find? There's no demand, right? <laughs> Um, the other thing talking about Marvel, it's kind of true. It's kind of true. I'm sure we have a handful of guys in our discord right now that started with Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh or something like that. And now that we're covering sports cards have come, come into sports cards. I'm, I'm this weird hybrid. I'm a weird hybrid because I collected TCGs as a kid. 2018, I said, I'm an adult. I'm going to buy sports cards. <laughs> Did that and then got back into TCGs. So I went, I went the other way. I went the other way. And then after meeting and talking with all of you guys, you're like, you got to do sports again, dude. You got to do sports. And I'm like, you know, I'll do sports. I'll do sports. Um, but I can tell you that COVID was the reason why I stopped doing sports cards. It's exactly why. I just... I saw, <laughs> I saw how bad like it was at, at the base level. And I was like, this is, this sucks. It's a rat race. And I just didn't want to be part of that. Right. Like I didn't want to wait in line at target to get sports cards. Like it's stupid. It's dumb. Um, I didn't want to wait on panini.com panini USA to, to get my spot in line for a, a hobby box. I just, that's why I stopped doing it. So I was like, I'm not waiting to do this stuff. I got too much crap going on. Now things have kind of slowed down. Supply chains are not as bottlenecked as they used to be, and it's much easier to get. And maybe that's why I'm doing it again. Probably why. Um, but the, the thing, and I talked about this last week. The thing with Marvel is Marvel actually has more 
ties to the sports cards market than I think Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon, like all that stuff has, right? Because the sports cards are uh, Marvel. They, they follow sports cards trends. Like they'll make patch cards. They make auto cards. They make serial numbered cards. Uh, they make different inserts with different color variety, different rarity, different hollow patterns. Um, and then they also, you know, they're also produced upper deck, Fleer, Tops, right? Like they use the very same brand. Same thing with Star Wars. Remember, we opened Star Wars Tops Chrome uh, last year and it was great. There was an autograph in there. There were serial numbered cards, high quality, thick card stock, glossed chrome, very good stuff. Um, and then I think, actually think it might be easier for people who are into Marvel to get into sports because the, the format is almost the same. You go to Pokemon and you're like, wait, what's the rarest card? And you're like, um, it's Charizard. And you're like, well, why? Everyone wants him. And it's like, but how do I know it's rare? And you're like, well, it's, uh, it's gold. And you're like, well, how many other cards are gold? Oh, there's 16 other cards that are gold that you could get. Okay, um, how do I know mine's special? There's no serial number. There's no autograph. There's no patch. There's no memorabilia, right? It's just like, oh, you know, it's, it's rare. It's a hard pull rate. And this is what I'm talking about. Stuff can be manipulated. That's what he was talking about, too. Things can be manipulated. We've seen the fake pull rates. We've seen that, like, firsthand. We've done it in the Discord where people are like, you, could, you guys buy, I think it was Jay Parks. He was like, you guys buying into this pool rate thing? Come to find out, the guy who made the spreadsheet with the pool rates had those cards for sale. So, of course, he's trying to make them seem like they're more rare than they are, right? And wh when did that happen? It happened the second Crown Zenith released. Now, now that stuff's came and gone, but that's that type of manipulation crap that you see going on. And people do it for their own personal gain. Um, but you know, Marvel, I think Marvel is a little bit different than TCGs because you do have higher rarities. I do think that there are Marvel cards that are more rare than Pokemon because of those serial numbers, autographs, and memorabilias. You don't even get that in Pokemon. And that's the interesting thing about Pokemon too, is like nothing besides the pool rate is real. You can't prove it. Any of it, like the only thing you can say is it's hard to pull. <laughs> you can't be like, well, they say that these are, you know, one in 200 boxes. It's like, there's nothing printed on the box odds. There's nothing printed on the packs. They stopped doing that. So it's just like, you don't know how many of those are out there. And man, um, it was just something to think about, you know, like, I think, I think it's true. And I also don't think it's a bad thing. I think it just sheds light. Hopefully it opens your eyes a little bit to be like, wow, you know, there's more out there than Pokemon. There's more out there than Digimon. And uh, it's crazy. I, I mean, here, let's just watch it again. I, there's so much. Non-sports cards have been hot recently. Yeah. Are you buying into any of this? Is, this, is, is the hype real? Is this going to continue? I'm worried on small markets like that, there's some manipulation that can go on with some of the pricing. So that's the negative side of it. The positive side is I think it brings in some people that we never would have got into the hobby. So they, maybe they start with Spider-Man cards and then they realize, you know what, I am a baseball fan too, and then start buying baseball cards and other sports and stuff too. So I, I, it's, to me, it's a gateway drug. Almost anything in this business is a gateway drug. So I think that's it too. I think that was the biggest thing that it took away from it is that it's, I think it does more good than it does bad. I can tell you that. Um, <clears throat> And, you know, yeah, it, it, I know, I know for a fact there, there's been so many sports cards put on our discord as of, as of late than, than there ever has been. And it's not a bad thing. It's just, I think people have opened their eyes like, wow, there's a lot more stuff out here to collect. And the rat race of Pokemon is cool, right? But there are so many other things that are actually more collectible. More collectible is the word, I guess, is what I would be looking for. Um, I think it's totally true. I think it's totally true because I guess for me, um, you know, 2018, I started collecting um, basketball again. COVID came. I stopped doing basketball. Um, I think 2019, I was buying Pokemon like Sun and Moon, Unified Minds, Hidden Fates. 
and then Sword and Shield came out, and I was big on that. Um, but I think the reason now that I'm going that I've been buying more sports cards as of late, collecting more sports cards, is because I like the fact that that I'm collecting rare things and things that are harder to get. I appreciate them more. Um, so I kind of I got, I got I would say I got pushed back into it because I got tired of seeing pop 5,000 Charizard. And I'm like, gosh, man, I can, I want to have something that's unique, different and special. And I, you know, I can talk about instead of every Joe Schmo having it doesn't feel special to me. doesn't feel as collectible, right? Like you don't have a relic. You don't have a grail. You don't have anything that you don't have anything more special than the guy next to you has. And I think that's what kind of pushed me into other things. That's why I like my Digimon, right? I like my Digimon because if you look at those populations on PSA.com, it's all me. Those are my populations. And uh, we see a little bit come here and there, but it's not as much as Pokemon. I like that. I like stuff that is collectible, hard, you know, truly scarce and hard to find. Um, and I think sports cards is even better than that. I think like even, even better than Digimon. Digimon doesn't have serial numbers. We don't know how many freaking cards there are there. Who, who cares if it's hard to find? They keep popping up. It's like, but if you find a card that's labeled one out of five, you know that there's only five on the planet. And I think that's a more interesting thing for most people. They're like, wow, I got something cool here. I really appreciate this. So that's it for Marvel this week. I wanted to keep it. I didn't want to, you know, it was pretty vague. But um, you guys let me know. Has, has TCGs moved you into the sports card game? All right. Moving on to some sports this week. Here we go. Panini Donruss Football 2022. That's what we're talking about today for our sports card segment uh, because March 3rd, Friday, March 3rd, we're actually opening up a box of this. Um, and today I just wanted to talk about the inserts that you can get and kind of give you an idea if you're interested or if you already bought your packs, what we can actually get out of this thing. So here we go. The soda is making me burp. Hold on. Here we go. Donruss Football 2022. You got a 400 card base set, right? So these are just going to be your cards that cool to have in your binder. Here we go. Some rookies. This is what we're this is what we're going to be hunting for right here. We got uh 100 rated rookies in this total, falling one per pack. So we're going to get a lot of rated rookies, which is cool. This isn't the highest rarity you can get. But it's a rated rookie. It's cool. Like if you get Desmond Ritter, he has a chance of starting this year. Maybe you get Kenny Pickett. Maybe you get Brock Purdy. Um, maybe you get Malik uh, Malik Willis. Like there's a handful of QBs in this set that we could pull. Seemingly much rarer this year at just two per case is the base variation selection displays the full names of different images. Oh, okay. Two per case. So this has the entire person's name on it. So it has Rain Dakota Prescott instead of Dak Prescott. That's interesting. Displays full names and different images. Kind of like an alt art, I guess. You got the Donruss football inserts. That's what these are right here. They're the Gridiron Kings. Um, I've, I've pulled these before out of different Donruss. Um, but those are nice. And I believe the Gridiron Kings also has like a texture to them. So the, they feel like a... They have like a canvas feel to it. Uh, Gridiron Kings, you got uh, Studio Series number to 100. Version exclusive to the hobby and the rookies. Ooh, nice. So the rookies, these are some of the cards that I'll be looking for. Um, they got this nice hollow foil on it, like a checkerboard hollow. Um, this is Kenny Pickett here. Uh, it looks like these Gridiron cards could actually be numbered to 100. Oh no, Studio Series. Studio Series is an insert. What's Studio Series? Doesn't say. That's interesting. Okay. Other inserts include Fans of the Game, Road to the Super Bowl, the Champions here. I've I have the Champions here and I have Road to the Super Bowl from other years. They're okay. Uh Optic rated rookies average 4 per case. What? We got a shot, I guess. So you want the Optic rated rookies cuz that's different than the Don Russ rated rookie. Right? So Optic, it would have the Optic logo on the card itself. 
little bit higher quality card. Uh, moving to the toughest pools. Hobby boxes can yield one of several exclusive super short prints, SSPs, which combine to average two per case. This includes Gridiron Marvels, Night, Night Moves, and Rated Rookie Premium. That's a nice card. In addition, Downtown puts a new championship base spin on the ultra rare insert line. These are only found in hobby boxes. Oh, yeah. Downtown Matt Stafford. That's sick. You got autographs and relics. Expected two in every box. Nice. So someone's going to get an auto. This is great. The popular rookie line goes artistic with hobby-only rated rookie portrait autographs numbered to 49 or less. Oh, man. Look at that. See, and this is something... That would be something really nice to pull. Another sign set exclusive is the rookie phenom jersey autographs numbered to 99 or less. Oh, my gosh. See, I, pu I have one of these. I pulled rookie phenoms before, but they didn't have the auto on them. So this is cool. All Pro Kings, Canton Kings, Jersey Kings, Leather Kings are some other cards that you can get in Relics as well. Here's the uh, Hobby Box Break Average. One autograph and one relic. Okay. 18 rated rookies, 12 parallels and 42 inserts. Wow. So there you guys go. That's a quick look there. Um... I hope we do well, man. I hope I hope somebody wins big. It's gonna be really fun. I'm I'm actually really excited to do this. Hopefully, you know, hopefully it does well and we can we can continue to do this for the Discord, keep things a little bit more diverse in there. All right. That's it for sports cards this week. Real quick and uh short. Moving on to Gengar's Grabs. Last segment of the night. All right, Gengar's Grabs, this is our segment all about you guys. You share what you bought this week in our Discord tab. You can join anytime, it's free. Um, and then I rank it based on my favorites, based on what you had to say, right? Like, it, give me a story on why you're buying this stuff. Um, can it be unique? Can it be, you know, rare? Can it be expensive? Can it just be special to you? These are all things that kind of go into our thinking for the, the ranking here. Let me go back real quick. Hold on. Uh, there we go. Okay, number five this week. Omega Saiyanmon with the Fernando Tatis Jr. rated rookie, PSA 8. It's a great time to buy baseball right now. That's kind of why I put this in the number five spot. Uh, opening day, end of March, early April. Um, per that chart that we shared a few weeks ago on the podcast, it's a great time to buy baseball up until, you know, about May or June, and then you want to stop and then... You want to sell around September, October. That's usually how it works. Um, but yeah, it's also his birthday. So happy birthday to Omega. Number four, Fantasy Champ. This is a PSA 9 Jake Plummer rookie. Now, why did it make the grabs tab this week? Well, because that is actually our fantasy football trophy uh, that I sent to Nick um, for winning our fantasy football league. It's just a funny, quirky card. I mean, look, it's got Jake Plummer, and he's, like, wrestling an anaconda. It's hilarious. Um, it's a PSA 9. The case is all scratched, dinged up. But it's just a, it's a trophy grail, bragging rights, until next season. And um, it's cool. You know, it's cool. It's, it's, it's a story that we have all together. Number three, Palm and Meats. This looks like a, uh, it's, it's even more than a quad patch. It's like a, a Cinco patch. <laughs> it's like a Quinn... Quint, Quint patch, Quinta patch. I don't know. Five. There's five different patches in there, uh, but this is uh, what's his name? Uh, Mark, Mark Andres Fleury. I guess one of his favorite. I I don't know what it is. It's it's numbered to twelve, and I believe this is one of his favorite players. Like he's he was thrilled. If you read on the Discord, he was like, "Man, this is like, I'm so excited to have this." Um, I would too. I mean, number to twelve. Like like we just talked about in the previous segments. Uh. That's a big deal. You know that there's only 12 pieces of that in the world. That's that's awesome that he got something that he really wanted. That's and I, you could just tell he was so excited. So had to make the grabs tab this week. Number two this week, we got the mod. Too old to mod. He got a PSA eight 
Spider-Man versus Goblin hologram card. This is from the 1990 Marvel uh, Universe set that we talked about in Marvel a few weeks ago. So the cool thing about this is he actually bought it at the Burbank card show. And uh, we we shared this on the podcast. I thought it was cool that he went and he got it. Like he's out in the hobby doing what we're talking about. Really cool. That's a good grade. Those are hard to grade. Number one this week, he did it again. Too old to mod with a second entry getting in to the grabs this week. He he does it all the time. I don't know how, but he just picks he picks stuff that I like. I really like. Um, but this is an SGC three. Kobe Bryant magazine cutout. I believe it's from uh, Sports Illustrated for Kids. Uh, but they they drew up all the players in Halloween costumes. This one happens to be Kobe Bryant in a Dracula um, costume. Funny thing about this is I was talking to Chase. I was talking to him and I was like, hey, check this out. <laughs> and I sent him a picture of the Kobe Bryant. I was like, I got to have this. And he's like, you're not going to believe this. And he sends me a picture of the Kobe Bryant SGC three. He's like, I just got this at the convention. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me that we were literally looking at it at the same time. And he was probably making a purchase as I was on eBay, looking at the card myself. Crazy cool. Um, and these are the types of cards that you can get lower grades on. And they're still just well, well respected. Uh, people like them, you know, um, these are those cutout cards that I was talking about in Digimon a few weeks ago. Um, these, this is one of the few times where low grades kind of, kind of don't really they matter right you always want to get the best grade possible but they're not it's not the end of the world if you have a, a a three because most other cards from this cutout are going to be a three so it's a it's a different feel for collecting than it normally is where everyone like i have to have a 10 or it's no, 10 or nothing it's like that attitude doesn't really fly with the magazine cutouts um really cool unique different card and then the spread here we got sports we got marvel great you know what i mean not not one tcg this week i thought that was kind of cool it's different it was different uh, and everyone everyone kind of had a story with their cards this week and that was kind of what, uh, what i went with all right and that is it or what am i doing episode 123 hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode i tried to keep it quick but it still took me an hour i guess i talked too much i don't know anyways if you like the video, please like, share, and subscribe. Make sure you guys like the video. Log into your YouTube, like the video. Join our Discord because it's free and participate. Have fun. Maybe I got to give away something here pretty soon. I don't know. What do I got to do to get your attention? Lastly, if you like the podcast that much, you can actually support our podcast by clicking any of the links in our videos that says support this podcast. When you do that, you can donate as little as 99 cents per month. You don't have to, though just helps me keep the lights on around here okay that's it thank you guys for watching we got box break pokytower.com check out your packs and i will see you next week for episode 124 peace if i can find my outro oh my gosh